new on CuriosityStream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. you ready to go with the background on your birthday dun, dun, dun. happy birthday Whoa. just old you just another just day. another day look at you I'm 29 and a half going on 28 are you 30 no i'm uh 36. 30 that's what i thought yeah i am a decade older than you well, no matter what, you feel old, right? My young brethren. I feel old. Everyone feels old. Nobody, nobody I, gets younger. I generally feel younger around you. Good. I, I'm glad that I can uh, help that. I, I feel older around you. That's not, that's not an insult, though. That uh, will be taken as an insult. Thank you. No, it doesn't. You shouldn't. What's going on right now? <laughs> okay and the all right Happy. playing the beatles now now we yeah. just, we've crossed are we the gonna line. are we gonna get uh criminalized or decriminalized or demonetized here i think uh you know what we're not getting monetized regardless so we should just be able to play and say whatever we want i think right? we absolutely do anyways mr <laughs> tk another sunday good morning, good here, we morning. here we are no guest today Thank God, no guests, just the two of us. We, we get yep. to riff about real estate for an hour straight. Look at us. I love it, it doesn't matter. Does it matter if we cut each other off now? It's like no holds Not barred. Really. We don't, I don't have take to, offense. I don't, I don't feel rude when I, when I cut you off. No, I know eventually my thought will come back or your thought will come back. And if not, it probably wasn't that good of a thought in the first place. Generally, know? most fall into that category. That's for well, damn you know, sure. What are we complaining about? What um what do you got on the on the docket today though? Are you are you going anywhere? Are you doing anything? We are going to look at this strange. I don't know if it's an it's being marketed as an office space, but my father-in-law wants to buy it for his personal residence. Okay. Which is just perfect because you know he's getting older and it's harder for him to walk up and down the stairs in his house right now. So we figured, you know, like Maybe you should get a condo and mm -hmm. not walk up and down the stairs all the time, right? Yeah. So he picks this crazy like commercial condo with like a million stairs and no yard and like no parking. And it's it's gonna be interesting. But yeah, it's not like we have anything else to do today. It sounds fun, you know. It sounds fun. Shopping for real estate with family is fun, regardless of, of the Just, reality of, of the of the day going well or not, you know. We were talking Zoning last issues. night. 
we were talking last night with my father-in-law, just going back over all of the properties that we've gone to together over the last 20 years uh, that he didn't take. For him? For him? Yeah, that he didn't okay. buy. And I'll tell you, like in the past, man, I, I set up some pretty good deals for him that yeah. he at the last second just panicked on and was so you were just kind not of a real estate rubbing, investor. You were rubbing it in kind of just like, wow, you know, if you had bought that, this is what it's worth today. This is where you could no, have gone. Like, he was going, oh my God, if I only, if I only, yeah, if yeah. I only. We all have those. Who doesn't have that story of if I had only, right? If I'd only kept that property, if I would only bought that property, if I only knew what the oh, yeah. future held. I know for sure that uh, selling our property now will at some point be considered a mistake. Yeah. But in the short term, it will be a necessity and yeah. quite, quite lovely. I haven't but yeah, met that's what I yet. have going on. What about you? What are you I doing for I, your birthday? I haven't so. met anybody yet who sold a property right? When they really didn't need the money. Like I know people say to me all the time, like, I don't need the money. Well, I don't really need the money, but it would be nice if I could go and put some renovations at the cottage. It would be nice if I could go on a couple extra vacations. It would be nice if I could help my kids with the down payment on their own home, right? When you sell real estate, it's for the money. Sure. It's for the money, you know? Yeah. For something else too. Exactly. So when people say, well, I should have kept that property, I shouldn't have sold. Well, you did it because you got money and that money was used for something. You did something with that money. Nobody takes the money, money. puts it in a savings account and earns zero interest on it for the next 20 years and goes, yeah, I probably shouldn't have sold that property and just put that money in the account. Right. That never happens. There's always something that it's facilitating. Right. So there is motivation behind selling. And unfortunately, there's not enough sellers in Toronto, Daryl. There are not enough sellers in Toronto. And on top of that, like while there isn't enough sellers, check out what's going on here. Mm -hmm. I don't know where we show up on the screen right now or if we do. Canada's most Googled podcast. That's right. Is not a real estate show. Oh, it's not us. But Canada, the world's most Googled destination for studying abroad. So like we didn't have enough people coming in and we didn't have yeah. enough people wanting to come here. Yeah. And we didn't have enough excuses for people to buy real estate here. Yeah. I remember, I remember we've had these, these studies before and I remember looking at what the uh, criteria was, right. And how they were able to have that information. And, you know, it's a, it's a little flawed. It's not, it's not a hundred percent like accurate, right? Like they don't know who's Googling things in, China depends on what is Google even allowed in in. China? Yeah, Uh, I don't know, but it it depends what you type in. So if you type in like, uh, you know, what is the world's most uh, Googled destination, blah, 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 like and you get two results. It's going to be like 100% of people that searched on Google got (laughs) Canada being the top result. Yeah. But regardless, because, you know, Canadian media outlets like to promote us, which is awesome. And we love that. Um, you know, Canada is a popular place to be. And we have people from all over the world. It's not just China and India. Like there's so many countries, Africa, Europe, you know, Southeast Asia, all these little countries that, you know, you're, you're thinking, oh, there's not a lot of people who come here from, you know, Malaysia or, uh, you know, Vietnam Laos or something like Vietnam, right? It's like, Germany. but there is, they're yeah. there. They're all like, there's, they're coming and they're, and they're enjoying our, uh, you know, culture and 
education systems, and that's awesome. But then, but then when they get here, they realize, oh my God, this is not good at all. So you land cost so much money to live here. I can't believe it. 36 I... years to save. Oh, maybe we came to the wrong country. I know, I but mean, again, this is the same thing. And sorry to be the, you know, but it's good broken, though, because broken record you... here, but it's just the way how they calculate this is so stupid. Toronto, though, is only 28 years. So, like, this would be a much better destination than somewhere like I think uh Vancouver. But it doesn't take it doesn't take that long to ask mom and dad to borrow the down payment. It doesn't take 36 years to ask mom and dad to borrow the down payment. Well, I mean, it depends on strategy because you can you can ask mom and dad, you know, with like a thousand cuts over the years by just being like, oh, man, things are tough, dad, like. Never gonna put, get a down payment. Hard to put a couple of pennies together <laughs> after you know I pay for the Mercedes and the house. And, you, know, you know, I gotta go to the club the every Saturday night. You know what I mean? I gotta get bottle yeah. service. How can I not? Right? How can I not get bottle right? service, Dad? It's Don't you tough know? these days. It's tough yeah. these days. No, but I think what happened with a lot of parents recently was like, oh, holy shit! Look at this market. They're never gonna get a house. Like we gotta do something now because this is this is crazy. Coupled with the parents looking, see. the parents looking at the amount of returns they've got from their money they can principal get residence. selling. So yes. they're like, they're like, well, Innovation. this might be something that I can use because obviously it's money that I was, you know, getting tax free. And at the same time, I want my kids to enjoy that same return. And so I need to get them into the market because based on the better dwelling article, 36 years is how long it's going to take for them to get. But maybe it's 36 Freak years from out. birth before your parents are willing to give you the down payment. And I think Toronto, if you use like uh, basic math and you have a, yeah. a average job and you, you know, you do everything on average, then it probably does take 36 years to save up for a house to buy in like downtown Vancouver in the most luxurious building there. Right. I don't doubt that or average, I guess they're using averages. So averages. Years. So they're using average it's tough, man. Like yeah. you have to earn how much money to be able okay, to afford something. A lot days. of people buy a lot of people buy when they get married. So for example, now you got two people. Yes. So now it's 18 yeah. years. A lot right? of gifts. Let's say you've got average incomes. You know, now it's nine years, right? Then the parents help. Now it's four years, right? Like yeah, again, you only I, have I, average I understand incomes the point of the article. If you're not having kids, as soon as you have kids, you're screwed. Yeah. At least for a bit. You gotta figure out how one salary plus maternity leave you can pay all the bills we got a guy in a building that uh just sold there the one on weston road who's been there since 1984 yeah now he's he's paying half the rent right now right he's paying 900 and it should be 18 could be more right so like i thought about it and it was just like that guy at in 1984 that let's say five six seven hundred dollars a month whatever he was paying at that time could have gotten him into the market mm-hmm. right it could have got him into the market but now there's no hope that he's going to be getting into the market right he's probably 65 70 years old right he's got no intentions to be able to go into the real estate market does he have a fried chicken franchise to sell by any chance don't say never in the 60s there colonel sanders did it 
Yeah. So I guess the point is <laughs> the point of what I'm trying to say is the point. Okay. Is there, is there value in, in buying real estate? Right. Or is there value in renting a place right now for $2,100 in a uh, no rent control building and just staying there for 40 years and banking that money? We I'm, I've been trying to get other guys who do the YouTube videos on rent versus own. And none of them, none of them have responded to uh, come on the show, but I'm going to get one. I'm going to get a guy who's broken it down. Rent versus own on yeah. its own. Okay. So just renting versus owning. owning Obviously blows owning blows it out of the water, but yeah. renting with a very, not even, I mean, just a, a moderately effective investment strategy can far outweigh owning just a house, for, yeah. but can for sure yeah, yeah. so yeah. i mean there's so many factors look my dad owned the same house for i don't even know how long could have flipped that thing so many times he was one of those guys that always said where am i gonna go where am i gonna go i gotta <laughs> buy something else where am i gonna go right <laughs> always so yeah. it's just like new kitchen every 10 years right yeah. new carpet every 10 years new paint and that was it yeah. There's so many people like that. Like we think because we're in the real estate market, like this is the whole thing. But like, what's the percentage of GDP? There's so many other things important in the economy other than real estate, right? Mm -hmm. I think we're so special and we affect everything. My, I mean, we're a good, we're a pretty big industry. My parents bought a house in 1986. I was one years old. I remember it like it was yesterday. And that same house was sold in 2002 for the same price. Mm. right so that was the way that was the circumstances that the market had at that point right and we don't know what the future holds and, and all that kind of stuff too right sure but was that a good investment i mean they paid down mortgage yeah, listen he ended principal, up you know, the, with some money you know, at 14 15 um you know you gotta we gotta live in the same house and all that kind of stuff for a while right so that was there's stability there but i bet you that guy who rented that apartment like the guy that I was talking about at Weston Road in 1984, <laughs> you know, he watched he watched those markets uh, plunge and thought to himself like, "Oh yeah," but then he didn't yeah. make his move. He had to make his move. He should have made his move about you know. Well, but this is the thing: is most people they don't look at it as a market. They don't, yeah. right? They're not trading. They're not like up to date. They don't give a shit what their house is worth. But more people like, now are are doing that than ever. And it will become even more and more than ever. Yeah. More now that and more all and these more. corporations, all these big companies now that are buying re uh, single family homes, all these uh, REITs that are out there who are just dominating the multifamily um, asset class, um, all the investors who are getting into the commercial space, all these projects that you and I are going to talk about today that are happening. These are all like big corporations who are, who are saying we are investing in real estate as, as far as our uh, portfolio goes, not just to house people. No. You know, they're not altruistic in their decisions on how they're going to find place for the new guy coming in from Cambodia and where his family is going to live. They don't care. They're looking at it. Where are my returns? How much money am I going to make? And that's squeezing everybody. And then now the, the amount of investors that are out there today, which we have an amazing guest coming up at the end of the month, right? So we're going to have a nice good real estate investment um, network uh, guest, which is awesome. Um, this is going to be, you know, one of those things that I think will take off. So now back in 1989, 1990, 
yeah, there were speculators. Yeah, there was people who wanted to get, but they were real estate agents. They were they were people who were had specialized knowledge and they were thinking to themselves, how am I going to make money and, and how am I going to, it wasn't the regular Joe. I think regular Joe now is buying real estate for an investment more than ever. And the he corporations can. are doing it too. Yeah, because he can. There's options available to everybody now. You have 10 bucks, you can invest in real estate now. That's, that's on that scale. But even just buying a pre-construction condo. I was talking to someone last night. I want to get an investment. I'm going to buy a condo. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to buy a duplex. Just that's what people are looking at. Where can I put sure. my money? Right. Well, they're making it easy. I mean, well, that, that can lead us to our next topic because they made it really easy for people and they really pushed people in China towards real estate and pre-construction. And we've seen in cities in the United States where like when it's heavily incentivized and very lightly regulated, it can explode pretty quickly like overnight, right? So, yeah. so like, first of all, the whole China thing, it hasn't been happening just recently. Like it's exploded just recently, right? And I want to I want to talk about this. All now the problems are, are coming to surface right now is what it is. They are. The, and the I think, problems have been there for a while. Right. Like there's there's been um, like there's a big, um, you know, change in, in China's uh, investment philosophies for a long time. Right. Because of this exact problem. That's right. And, you know, um, here it's been in the news this week a little bit. And I actually have a personal story to tell attached like to this it. kind of thing i like it yep. the chinese developer ddi bet big on canadian commercial real estate and failed okay yep. and then we say chinese purchases of canadian real estate plummeted 95 percent from 3.9 billion in 2016 to 181.5 million in 2020 and so what yep. happened here is not that they didn't want to invest it here I mean, the, the government made it extraordinarily difficult to invest here anymore. And so what you started seeing... The Chinese you know, government. The Chinese as well government. As British Columbia and, and, and uh, the province of Ontario, but I not, as, not as much. That's really true. I know, but, but not as much. They're, they're there, but it's the Chinese government mainly. Yeah. The Chinese government noticed, I think, years ago, this is at least what, I, what I've kind of kind of researched and they they came up with a policy where basically they had to deleverage like everybody was so friggin leveraged up the government was like this is gonna be a bad thing let's make sure we at least control the 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 the, the bad thing right mm -hmm. and reel yeah. this thing in before it gets really bad but i don't think they had very good timing because as we all see like everybody's going bankrupt right now but like this has actually been going on for years, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, so we have this, this is here. Funny. <clears throat> I worked this is so on funny. this deal right here. Port oh, yeah. McNichol, Ontario, development site sold via power of sale. Yeah. So we were working very heavily with this company called. Oh God, why do I not remember? Skyline Investments. No, Skyline is who we bought it from with a Chinese, right, CIM International. Okay. I did so much work with these guys, man. So much, not only on this project, like so many projects. We put a $350 million offer on the Eglinton Crosstown, uh, Don Mills and Eglinton Aspen Ridge site. Yeah. I, 
my my uncle or cousin actually owned the property and we came in there with this chinese group and they were like they didn't trust it we 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 our offer was like way higher than the offer that was accepted mm-hmm. right but there was already like this weird feeling in the city about selling to foreign investors and to be honest, mainly Chinese investors, because a lot and, of them, like the deals exploded and not yeah. in good ways. Yeah. Right. And listen, they're big Chinese. And they were right. They, and they, they were know right. what they're doing in China. But here they they didn't really get how things work and they don't work the same. Yeah. Right. And they yeah. were just throwing money around like it didn't mean anything. Like it was just going to, you know, keep going up, up, up and buying like like this Port McNichol thing. The, the yeah. owner previous Skyline Mil- had it for like Mil- since 2006. Mil- like yeah. they couldn't figure it out. The, the the area didn't want this development here of 1,400 houses and like a whole marina. And like now all of a sudden Port McNichol is like it's hopping on Saturday night and it's noisy and there's cars everywhere. But anyways, the Chinese company, I guess, didn't recognize it either. And they these guys poured in a ton of money and all just like vanished. They're a few years too early because now that would probably be a good project to be in. All of them. Listen, there's other yeah. companies downtown, Greenland. They had to sell their, 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 uh, what was it? King Blue, I think it's called. Um, I, I guess Awan at Young and Comer is still doing okay. I don't know how that, that thing is still going, but is that the site on the east side that's just kind of vacant? Southeast corner. No, there's like buildings there now. It's crazy. Okay. It's going to yeah. be a five tower site. But yeah. like you've definitely seen Asian presence dissipate in the last couple of years. So like it's been coming. Well, look right? at the article, 95% plummeting, right? So, I mean, the money's got to go somewhere, right? So unfortunately, there's only, and there's a finite amount, right? There's so when we talk about amount. it on the show, we talk about it on the show a lot about the residential market and why we don't feel like on my, you know, boots on the ground type of analysis, we're just not seeing the level of, foreign buyers that you know everyone thinks you know sometimes we're doing we had 42 offers on a property this week right yeah there were some people who were you know uh, uh 42 offers where but it was not they were all canadians uh new market new market price point yeah uh listed for 899 sold for a million four fifty five in new market yeah you know why they called it new market no because it's such <laughs> a me. new market how could such a new market be a million dollars already? Yeah, what? This 1, is crazy. Yeah. It's not close new market. Yeah. It may There's, not take long. It was like long. the north end of north new market. It was like the border of East Guillemarie new market. Jesus. But regardless. Right. Regardless. What I'm trying to say is that. The and there was 42 people that wanted it. That's crazy, though. That's yeah, not. 41 people lost. You can't there, gloss over that. There's Canadians involved here. This is all just Canadian people and Canadian money looking for end users. It's the big projects. I agree. The foreign the foreign investment has taken a huge hit. Thankfully, there's not much available, as you know, because well, if there was, we would, we would have an investment issue, which we'll we'll talk about in one of the other articles that's coming up. But if 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 that was the case, if we had a lot of properties, a lot of land to build on, losing ninety five percent of a foreign investment would be a huge detriment to our economy, right? right? But it's but- not. Well, we have Canadian home building investment has officially gone from a correction to a crash. I mean, does that money disappearing have anything to do with this? Not in my opinion. I don't think so. And actually, if you look at the chart, 
Yeah, it crashed, but it crashed back down to like average level. Exactly. And you, and you also have to think about why. And then it went kaboomer and then it crashed here. This is permit applications. This is permit applications. So how long does it take to get a permit? I mean, on the residential freehold side, you know, you could be three to six months. It's a, it's permit applications, not permits received. Okay, but on but, but on permit application takes a freehold while. Side, freehold, freehold side, it's very short, right? But on you know some of the other buildings, it's a little bit longer. Not if you have to subdivide. I mean, most of these big projects, you got to own the land for years before you can even you know okay. apply for the permit. Well, then forget about which classes, how long it takes. The bottom line is it takes time before, right? So they're making the they're not they didn't make those decisions in September. Those decisions were made over the last three to. 10 years about where they're going to go. And, and so they're analyzing what are the costs of construction? How much am I going to end up selling it for? Where is this a good time to make the move? And so a lot of builders decided to delay their projects. That's what it's, that's what it's been. Because if you've got the money, because the only reason you sell is because you need the money. So when you have the money already and you don't need the money, then you decide to keep your property and not sell. And that could be someone selling one property. It could be someone subdividing. It could be building a tower, whatever it is. You don't need the money, so I'm going to wait because in your mind, especially if you're younger, if you're 55 or under, you're going to say to yourself, this is going to pan out. And every guy that I talk to says the same thing. My property value is not going down. That's what most people are saying right now who own these type of properties. Right? Yeah, but and when I say that, you bring up the, the, the scenario where like it took 20 years for them to sell it for the same price. Yeah. Which I'm is- not saying my opinion. I'm saying that guys who are in the position of owning real estate right now, because of their age and their experience, they just witnessed this huge increase in value. And what, all of a sudden they're going to say, oh, now it's going to go down? That's a little bit different. I'm younger, right? So for me, it's like there's different factors at play. But for somebody who's, again, 65 years old, the guy I was dealing with on Shepherd, he's just, he's just laughing that you know his property value wasn't going to go up over the next five, 10 years. He's not in a rush, yeah. right? Is no and, and and he overpaid for you know another property to be able to ensure that he had it to you know bet on his his theories, which is what people do. Well, so okay, so I I didn't pull up any articles about this, but like a lot of a lot of people have been talking about interest rate hikes and like eight hikes in three years or whatever it is, and you know inflation is is spiraling out of control and it's transitory but not you know like short-lived or i forget the terminology that the the bank of canada is using um mixed with you know this like lehman brothers event in china happening right now um you, you know like is are they gonna raise interest rates like what would that do right now like if they started okay so if you have like this china thing you have um, interest interest rates go up instantly. Everybody freaks out, right? No, psychologically. And psychologically. Yeah, because right and, now we have a stress test for two percent. So raising interest rates is one thing, but is there still going to be a stress test? Because if they qualify. raise interest rates two percent and they take away the stress test, everyone's qualifying for the same amount as they are today. If they take away the stress test, look at what you did there. You threw something new into the stew. Yeah. Is that on so, the table? I mean, is it anything's like we may on the table. It's rates, the government. Well, why, hmm. why would it not be, right? Didn't why I just qualify not? for like 18% as part the, of? The Office of uh, Superintendent of Financial Institutions, OSFI, 
right? They're yes. a government organization, right? They're a part of the government institution. They're in charge of making sure that the banks are all regulating themselves and, and you know, credit portfolios, all this kind of stuff. Well, guess what? Who makes the decisions at OSFI? Federal okay. government. Government. Okay. Sorry. Right? So <laughs> if they're thinking, if they're going to say Bank of Canada is now going to increase interest rates, we want to make sure that we're stimulating. Maybe they go a little bit, the market starts to slip. Then they go, oh, you know what, guys, we'll make it easier for you to qualify. They're always yeah, going to protect. But interest rates their, isn't always tied to real estate. Like they, a, a Bank affects- of Canada, Bank of Canada interest rates is, but OSFI has got this qualifying rate specifically for purchasing real estate. So they have a way to be able to increase interest rates. They have a way to increase interest rates 2% to slow down the economy so that there's less investments and control inflation, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, they could protect the housing market by removing the uh, stress test. Mm. Mm. Right? Mm. So they have this little... these. Why little have a cushion and, if you don't use and, it? Exactly. Why have the cushion if you don't use it? We need to make sure. That so they use to me, it. Today. To me, does the government want the real estate market to crash? So what happens? You raise interest no. rates a quarter point, Answers and no. then you no. Well, no. no. Well, they don't want the they don't want the real estate market to crash. Fifteen percent of GDP, they're not going to let it crash. Their hand will be forced to, to raise interest rates. We know that. Everyone knows that. That's what everyone's saying. I'm going to go with the pros, the, the economists at all the big banks, and the people who know way more than me. So you think the conversation is how do we raise rates without affecting the real estate market? 100%. 100%. Yeah. How do we raise interest Not crashing rates? the real estate market. They don't want to raise the, they they understand they that the real estate market's it. getting out they, of hand. They want to harm it. They they want to slow it down. They want to stop it. Even if it goes down 5%, they're happy. They're like, "Okay, that would be nice because then now, you know, we we dropped the real estate market more affordability. Look at what we did, right?" But if it's like 20%, like if, there, if it starts to crash, think about what for a 20% crash, you got people who are losing their homes. There's power of sales. There's lineups of for sale signs in every street. That's a disaster. That is that's a, a, an epidemic of the sorts. And that's going to be a problem. And they'll be able to then say, what tools do we have to be able to, to fix this? And they'll say, all right, guys, even though interest rates are a little bit higher now, you don't have to qualify with this extra 2%. Don't worry. Yada, yada, yada. Here's some more first-time buyer programs, yada, yada, yada. Here's some more increase to your RSP plans, yada, yada, yada. This is, this is how they do oh, land transfer tax credit, you know, all that kind of stuff. They'll start so throwing in because the market goes the other way. My brain tells me that it just like everything that I believe in my brain tells me it's going up, it's going up, it's going up. But I'll tell you the honest to God truth. My stomach right now is telling me, this sounds really familiar. And last uh-huh. time I heard these sounds, yeah. it got a little ugly. Yeah. Yeah. But so who knows? Like, what's listen, ugly though? You're talking about 2008 and 9. Yeah. We, we heard Lehman Brothers and everyone was like, nah, nothing's going to happen. Well, happen what's ugly? Here. Describe that event. Um, well, the market crashed and died for like a good nine to 12 months, like died. And then death. And then, and then, fuck, man, rebounded like a motherfucker. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Bounced back like crazy. Okay. But it's like your story where the guy sold it 20 years later for the same amount of money. Like, 
if you look at the overall, it's nice and, and, and steady. But if you get caught in the wrong part of the cycle at the wrong time with the wrong resources, mm-hmm. oh boy, there's opportunities to destroy you for lots of people who were far smarter than you were. Yeah, there was um, the story of uh, the Parkdale neighborhood that uh, I've been talking to you about. Parkdale was a rich neighborhood back in you know the early days. That's why they have these big, huge homes. The reason that parts of Parkdale did poorly and ended up going into the gutter is because it was actually the luxury neighborhood where everybody was buying these houses and were paying top dollar because they were bigger and nicer and all that kind of stuff. And everybody went underwater. And the story that I was, I was talking to the gentleman yesterday and the story he told me is he had a mortgage on the property of close to $300,000 and it was worth two. And he was going around trying to give his house away to charity and no one wanted to take it. And the cash flow from his property paid all the expenses at like 14% interest and no one wanted to take the property from him. What? Why did he want to get rid of it? If because it he's underwater itself. and the market was crashed and everyone everybody got scared. Everyone, all, the, all the rich people moved in and they all went broke and then they all, and all those properties just got turned into rentals. And of course that, you know, led to Parkdale being where it is today, where every house has got 12,000 units in it. Like, listen, normal people, they don't know. But also people that think they know that have never been through something. You don't know. You don't know. And you don't. And believe me, listen, in 2008, 2009, me personally, I was on top of the world, man. I thought nothing could 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 hurt me. I was like Superman. And I saw everybody around me. They thought they were Superman as well. And then all of a sudden, a lot of us like disappeared. Right. And that's a, there's a lot of supermen right now, too, especially in, in real a estate. So people Superman. have been talking to me about flipping and there's been a lot of guys who are um, flippers now. Oh, I'm, I'm flipping houses. Right. And they're coming to me saying, well, my friend's flipping and oh, we're doing a flip and we're making money. Everybody. I sold when the house flip- in, Jan- in uh, January or February for three hundred and ninety thousand dollars more than the guy just closed it in December. Right. He spent like fifty thousand dollars on it. Three hundred and ninety K because the market got better. Is he a good flipper? No, and this nobody is. I I, I must have said it a hundred times. My yeah. my uncle's partner, brilliant guy, Mel Pearl, Lifetime Developments. He said to me, "It stuck with me forever." He mm. said, "The market made us geniuses." Yeah. Right. He doesn't think it was him. You know, yeah. the market just kept going and kept going, and you know, if you put enough bets down that that win, you can absorb a, a couple that didn't do so well. That's it, man. Uh, it's it's so interesting when people call me about flipping houses, and I but tell when them my flipping stories. works. When flipping works, especially like when you're putting lipstick on a pig flipping and you're making three hundred grand. Yeah, the little there's problems there. It there's sounds problems. familiar. Yeah, there's problems. So, yeah. anyways, if you're gonna flip houses, be prepared to rent it out afterwards if the market changes and hold on to it for five years. So we did a, one of our first videos was I think called the Manhattanization of Toronto. Yeah. And I think we're like, we're still on that trajectory. I think it's been like, like increased the the speed of this transition has been increased considerably. And now we're starting to hear stuff like this. This is my, no, I'll save that one for next. Drum roll. Well, Apartments at malls are the next big oh, thing. Oh, I love this. Stay. Yeah. 
I mean, God, imagine. Okay, forget Yorktown Mall because that's just like next level. Okay, but imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarborough Town. You buy Scarborough Town Center, and it like who knows when you bought it, but you bought it because it makes money from rent, and that's it. It wasn't a development play when you bought this thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yorkdale turned into like the highest end mall in the world and like the best amenities and best parking and the highest end like stores in the world. That thing is crazy. But even there, they're going to I think they're even putting a hotel on this thing. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a crazy sight, too. So what you're saying is kind of like Fairview and and, and these guys, how they're making out like bandits, because that's what it is. Right. Well, now it's Cadillac Fairview. I mean, I don't think before. 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was like these families own these malls, mm-hmm. right? And then I guess the big guys came in and they bought it on cap, cap rate only. There was no, yeah. I don't think any of these guys, when they bought it, bought it for future development potential, unless they bought it in the last, I don't know, 10 years. Who the yeah. heck would have thought that, you know, it would make sense to do that? Yeah. Right? Like this Can we is look crazy. at the Scarborough Town Center. This what? is my favorite article headline. Condo and rental towers will fully engulf Toronto shopping mall. Yeah, I love this. Looks very engulfed. Well, that's Sherway Gardens, which I'm not too like familiar with because I'm in the East End, but uh, makes sense. Very engulfed. Yeah, that's it. That's all we got there. Oh, what about the Scarborough one? Go back to the other uh, Yorkdale. Was that article. the first one? Yeah, go back to that one. We'll scroll down. Go to the. Uh, but imagine if Yorkdale charged for parking, just like 50 cents. Keep going. Boom, right there. That's Scarborough Town Center. Yeah, it's 36 insane. towers, 8,000 residential units. Insane. Isn't that amazing? I love that. Over 20 something site. years. And the, and the thing too is, You've got, um, you know, transit's already going to be there. You've got, you know, the shopping amenities. You've got the the 401 access for for um, uh, traffic and all that kind of stuff. Everything's been designed as a high density area, like from the get go, right? So the for years already, for years. Yeah, from 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 the in, from the infrastructure perspective, it can support this where there is really no other community. Like even like look at like what they're trying to do down, uh, you know, in the waterfront, like Portlands or you know uh, any of the big other. Uh, development sites that they've been trying to put in um, Victoria Park and Eglinton, all that kind of stuff. There's all these infrastructure issues. They're just like, how are you going to fit all these people now floating around into this neighborhood, right? Like where are they all, where are they all going to go? How are they all going to move around? But malls were designed for what happens on Christmas day when you've got the entire city coming to the mall within those few days, whatever the numbers are, we have to make sure that, you know, the roads are wide enough, the exits work, the traffic lights are all in the right places. It's designed for high density. So I think and it's genius. Like, that's, what, that's, can, those what, are the lots to do. What a convenience. Like yeah. this is the 15 there. minute city, right? Where it's like literally everything is downstairs. Yep. Oh, now, now let's talk about the, the other side of this retail got burned um amazon killed some retail, re- yeah right yeah oh come on retail's, retail's different retail's it's different it's yeah, different it's it's it's, it's, it's got retail didn't new... die like bricks and mortar retail died retail okay. is booming but think about the changes so we always talk about this like Very how different you know here, here's a good example canada post 
Canada Post, when email came out, think about what happened to their business. How, how is Canada Post in business exactly? Like how because much wasted taxpayer money are we spending on that nope. thing? Better, bigger oh. and better than ever. What? They deliver our packages. Yeah. That's why they're bigger and better than ever. So it went from this, you know, sort of primitive type of communication where everyone's like, oh, we need it. We need a Canada Post. Grow, grow, grow. Oh my God. Amazing. Jobs booming, booming, booming to, oh my God, we don't need the mail delivered anymore. Online, like e-billing, emails, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mark Online marketing. People weren't doing the mail anymore. And then boom, over the last few years, Amazon took over. And now it was all the packages have to be delivered. Who's got the infrastructure set up to do this? Canada Post. Now Canada Post is doing better than ever because of that, right? Don't quote me on that, but I know that their business is doing amazing. I don't know better than ever, but they're doing amazing now because of packages being delivered. So the modern lifestyle changed. Do people people ship their packages with Canada Post or just return them? Both. But okay, so this is this is transitory because Amazon, since they started using the postal service, has created their own distribution channel. Like they have bought their own planes this year, boats this year. Okay, like, but that's way down the road. Transitory. So, now so retail, the same the same thing. Retail's getting burned. Oh, my gosh. What are we going to do? How are we going to repurpose it? Well, we build enough condos around the mall. Pickering Town Center. Look how many condos right now are going around Pickering Town Center. There's like Universal Cities right there. Then they got, um, you know, Concord owns the the next plaza between the GO station. Uh, there's a 55 story tower going in the parking lot where Sears was. There's another tower. Like there's, there's, there's thousands of people moving in around the town center. So then now instead of the traditional, like, I don't know, Foot Locker and whatever other stores are in malls because I don't go to malls, right? They'll be your, you know, medical centers there'll be your um you amazon know, return center and amazon return center there'll be your wh- whatever you know whatever, whatever like yeah use everything that be, you need will be right there downstairs will be right there to be able to go inside the mall and handle grocery right? store high-end groceries like you can literally yeah. in something like this you don't have yeah. you don't even need the subway what the, the subway is redundant because it will literally all be there or yeah. you can get it by tomorrow delivered but transit will be there because it's already transit there will be there at all the yeah. malls. So if yeah. you want to go to a different mall, you can yeah. hop on the subway. Yeah. Will there be the underground mall, the path? Will the path still survive as a retail destination? It's a tough one. That's a tough one. Hey, the path. That's I mean, the path kind of sucked when it was good. It was always Kinda pretty weird. lousy. It was like a, it was yeah. like an airport, uh, you know, like, weird. Exactly. The terminal, you know, it's like, hmm, I don't really need those sandals right now. So what is this place? It's like, yeah. it, it's, it's kind of strange. Yeah. It feels like an airport. Now that you say that yeah. it's very convenient though, for many, many people. Are there lot, are there other cities that have these gigantic underground malls and who owns that thing? Anyways, who yeah. cares? Good Ready? questions. Good questions though. Do we have answers? Do we have who owns the path? an answer? Who, <laughs> who owns, owns the, the path? path? Google it. I tell um, the, the Jamie. Guy, Googler. Jamie. Jer- Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, he, he called in sick today. He called in sick today. Okay. We have to right. figure this out on we'll our figure own. It out. We'll figure it out later. So, but what a, okay. So, but 
the reason I think uh, we're going down this path, and I brought up the Manhattanization uh, a few minutes ago, is that we need these guys to do this because one, like they have the land already. So technically, these can be much more affordable units, right? They're not paying for the land. And mm-hmm. what will happen? They will not be affordable. But they, nope. these guys can absorb the affordables, right? What about inclusionary Easily. zoning? Is that going to impact them? For sure. Right? That's the affordable. Yeah, it's but is, 100%. Is, they're on the subway all... line. Yeah, they're like, yeah, okay. they're top dog for it. But who the hell cares if you have to absorb 10% of your units now when you bought the thing 15 years ago? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. these are the guys that can absorb these things. And they actually are capitalized enough to pull it off, right? Exactly. Like these are good units. Yeah. These are the these are the guys who know how to get this done. It's these not guys just will you know, get it done. They're landowners who you know got lucky, and and the market made them look like geniuses. Rob, well, I mean, it did at times for sure, guaranteed. They, they, they established but they're their geniuses. Yeah, genius they're geniuses. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they're again, they're building a lot of purpose-built rentals. So, yeah. you know, other people won't get a chance to, to get in on this action. But yeah. this is the Manhattanization of Toronto. I mean, the big boys are coming in, they're buying everything, and they'll gladly rent it to the rest of us if yeah. we want to live here. And if yeah. we don't, you know, there's Belleville and there's Midland and there's Calgary because yeah. somebody will afford it. You know, because somebody from New York is going, man, that place is cheap and it's cool and I'm going there, right? Yep. Yep. And hopefully we're smart enough here, Treb, hopefully what they're working on. Oh, we didn't talk about this. Let's talk about the scandal. Is there a scandal? Did you get the email? Did you get the email? I read everything. So tell me about it. Just remind me again. Better Dwellings put something out this week that like everybody's ticked off in Treb that the higher ups have created a or profit oh, business yes. prop tech, and then prop techs which is, is normal that alberta alberta's got it there's other boards that do this well they want and to so monetize their, their non, data now that non of course they do and all their non-do revenue because they're not for profit is going to go into this new venture which is you know how they're going to grow so i mean treb is a treb is a business they're they're a big business Sixty-five thousand agents our fees are a thousand bucks a year that's 65 million dollars of dues. Nonprofit? It's a not-for-profit, yeah. Yeah. So I want one of those. Now, yeah, me too. So now they're working on, you know, obviously having their But own. is it what we talked about on our show that day? Is it is it the the all yeah, all the all the realm, NFT all, the, stuff? all the NFT stuff, all that stuff will be coming through down the pipe pipeline through their new uh corporation, which again, this is not Treb uh being this, you know different uh you know beast and, and trying to circumvent the system here there's other boards that have done this and have found a way to be able to have um a business venture because it attracts talent it attracts the right-minded people and you know we're in a capitalist society and when things are done properly because there's you know private money involved uh there's efficiencies that are brought to the table and innovation and when things are public and not for profit, everything stalls and everything stops and no one, everyone complains and no one makes a decision and there's no authority and things don't get done. But you get somebody in charge who says, my job is to make money and my job is to create, my job is to grow. Things start to get done. So I'm, I'm, I'm supportive of it. Scandal. There's no scandal. Scandalous. Scandalous. We, should start our own real, we should start our own real estate board. 
We should start our own real estate podcast called the Toronto Real Estate Show and hope that nobody else out there steals the name ever. <laughs> That's impossible. But I, oh, uh, you sent me a text about that, you know, Canadian economy. That was a good one. Canadian economy. I didn't get it until last night when I was going to bed. Why you were sending that? That was a good one. We're brain. We're still in brainstorming stage. So brainstorming. There's a storm in this brain. I'll tell you. That's for damn sure. So what else do we want to talk about? So okay. So we have the city going definitely way more towards rental. Not only by choice because of unaffordability. Mm -hmm. Unafford. Inafford. Unafford. Inafford. Unaffordability. Yeah. But. A lot of supply that's going to come online, like spaces to live in, are going to be purpose-built rental again. Because if all these big mall owners are doing this, and a lot of them are, right? And a lot of them them can. And they're not all purpose-built rental, but a lot of purpose-built rental will come back. 1,300 out of 8,000 at Scarborough Town. I think, I think, I don't know. Like there was a few years ago when I was when my research was like showing tons of purpose-built rentals and then all of them switched over to condos, like to come onto the market, the closer they got, they, they, they switch gears. Mm-hmm. If the scholar, that deal that I worked on in Yorkville was mm-hmm. zoned as a rental and mm-hmm. then Lantera bought it and turned it into condo. And that was all around the same period where there was thousands of rental units in for application. Yeah. And then it just died. And now all of a sudden it's like they're engulfing the malls. I like that word. It's great. Yeah. So, it's like, think who's about building it. all these units. Who's built. Okay. You're going to yeah. need people that work at the airport mm-hmm. to bring in 400,000 people. Okay. That's you're going to have to ramp up the airport staff. We're already short staffed all over the place. There's more robots coming. Ooh, actually good segue. More robots coming. So people are going to have to start learning how to service these robots, right? Because they're coming. Mm -hmm. Companies order record number of robots amid labor shortage. I mean, who didn't see this coming, TK? Who didn't see this coming? You called it. This is nothing. Okay. So one of my partners owns a business. They do garages. Okay. It's called Garage Living. They have so much product going in and out. It's crazy. They have an unbelievable warehouse operation. And I asked them, I said, you know, have you looked into any automization for your warehouse? Because it sounds pretty hectic, right? Um, And he's like, no, who the hell has time to look into automation? What did I say? Automization? I'm making up words here. Automation. Okay. So his answer was very interesting. Not looking into automation. Who's got time? What I would be interested in is outsourcing the warehousing. Outsourcing the warehousing to another company to fulfill all. Well, they become like a sales center and they outsource the the distribution. So now some other guy has a warehouse with pickers and storage. Mm -hmm. and So professional warehousing. Professional. So you don't need a 5,000 square foot warehouse, a 10,000 square foot. I got a hundred thousand square feet. I'll warehouse everybody. So I got a million square feet. I got a ton of bay doors. We'll give you a section. We got robots everywhere. So the cost is effective. Right. And we're, it would be interesting to find out the big, the big distribution centers, because there's a few in Durham. And I remember, you know, guys were getting jobs there and stuff like that. I can't remember the names of them. But they are for like Metro Loblaws, you know, these type of places. 
they would be the places that would start to have those systems in place. Walmart distribution center would start to have those places. Yeah. So I, wa- so I wonder. Amazon going to start subbing out distribution centers. I mean, they kind of mm. do already third party people send their product to Amazon yeah. post online and ship it right out of their fulfillment center. That's, so this that's is like exactly what it is. that on yeah. a bigger scale. This, this yeah. could be pretty big. Like this could be a really big industry, especially with, if with it automated, if people would start, it's like a ghost kitchen. It's like a ghost warehouse, right? It's like you yeah. fulfill your orders. You got big companies, small companies. And man, I mean, I wonder what it does to the bottom line or I guess mental health. It would certainly help if you didn't have to run your whole distribution channel. All you have to do is be a sales center. Mm-hmm. That'll take time. But that's that, that's something that is already. But in, that was in an work. interesting answer. For sure, it's in the works, but I see that thing exploding. And yeah, like small businesses, it's tough, right? It's tough. You know, you got you got to be looking at like national chains and stuff like that for this to make sense, which they're already doing. They already have distribution centers from um, subsidiaries of their business. So it's like JNF distribution center, but Metro owns it, you know, like it's already, it, that's already being done, right? But they're so. going to start subbing it out to other players, I would think. If they have the infrastructure, it's just a matter of more space now, right? Like, like Amazon is starting to become like UPS for other people now in the States, at least you can hire Amazon to, if they have more extra room on their, on their truck, you can like okay. hop on board with your parcel. Makes sense. Yep. Crazy. But that's going to, there's going to be an explosion. So my, son, my three-year-old. Yeah. I asked him what he wanted for Christmas this year. Us too. You'll be very proud of him. Ooh. Tesla he stock. Wants a, he wants a robot. What kind of robot would he like? I asked him and I said, well, what will this robot do? do? And he says, well, daddy, it will go beep, boo, beep, boo, beep, boo. And I said, that's it. I said, you only want a robot to do beep, boo, beep, boo, beep, boo. And he says, well, also it's going to make me breakfast. Mm. So I said, you want a kitchen robot? He goes, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Does he realize that he already has one? He already has two, three, actually his older brother too. He's got three Three. breakfast uh, robots already, but. Apparently he wants an automated one. He wants to relieve us of the pressure. Every morning as I make my first coffee, I Mm -hmm. picture the inefficiencies in the system in Mm -hmm. my house involving me going back and forth to the fridge and the sugar and the garbage and the drawer. It it should just all be in a robot. I, I, I imagine that too. It makes my tea, fries the egg, pops my toast, puts it on a plate. And Ertrick had it right, has man. It, has it ready to go? I just grab the plate and go. But computer, maybe in Earl Grey, hot. Yep. This is a, This is one of those things that uh, you know. You have to start somewhere. So just like we've been talking about the metaverse, you know, you and I, and we've been talking about you know how that's going to impact the world. I got the um, what's that beta app that uh, you're telling me to get? Horizon. The, Horizon. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's for workplaces and stuff like that, right? So um, that's definitely just the beginning. Like you have to start somewhere. You have to do all the, even NFTs. Everything has got to start with this great idea and just ideas have to start flowing and money has to be made. Money has to be lost. People have to really get experience with it until it gets accepted. And then eventually they're going to use that technology improvement or innovation to be able to go and find the practical use. And it takes time, right? It takes time. So robotics is another one of those areas where right now, you know, maybe we don't need a breakfast robot. Maybe that's just not something that's ever going to be useful, <laughs> but somebody has got to make it first to figure that out. 
right? Somebody's got to do what has to be done. So for housing, for construction, right? There may not be as much automation as you hope or that could be possible. And there may not be, right? But there will be some major efficiencies that will be found from trying to fully automate the, pr the process, right? They will find some major efficiencies and then they'll be able to say, okay, there's certain things just not working. We're going to allow this to be, you know, more like boots on the ground, manpower type of stuff. And uh, the rest of this can be automated from planning maybe to, uh, you know, the, uh, the foundations, the formwork, things like that, like that could all be done at a level that's going to actually increase output, right? think that the government should start subsidizing some of this construction automation instead of some of the things they currently are subsidizing because this will actually help with supply mm -hmm. rather than hinder like there are some pretty crazy technologies out there that would really help speed up and lower the cost of uh, construction right now but they're expensive because they're like you're saying, it's like a new idea. It's early. Everything is like way too expensive. It's cool, but it doesn't make it cheaper. And nobody wants to pay more for the for the condo because it was made, you know, by a robot. Mm. Right. I wonder, how Dubai, I wonder how Dubai and, uh, you know, and parts of China and, and different places like I, I'd like to see the process. I should watch a, a video on that. See the process of how they built things so quickly how they were able to just get things done. So is it strictly just they were willing to pay more than everybody else? Well, if you actually look into it, you will find that, at least in my experience, when you don't finish the entire interior of a building, you don't put in any HVAC or plumbing or electrical or walls or anything. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lower you know, cost. It takes, well, it takes less time. Yeah. Right? It goes you a little I mean. quicker. The then, ones that are finished. When you don't, no, the, I'm talking ones that are considered finished. There's a whole thing in China where they build these things poorly. Everybody mm -hmm. invests in them and they're, they're not finished. They're never finished. They're not even my dad, intended. My dad just bought they're a They're like condo knocked down. My dad yeah. just bought a condo in China. Yeah. Recently. Like this From year. Evergrande? <laughs> I hope not. I'm going to find I out. I'm going to try to get the details on it. There's a but list. I wonder. I wonder if his is finished. I know there. I know there was some extra costs that he didn't at the last minute. I remember he was telling me there was more costs than he knew about. Yeah, but, they're gonna have um, to build it again because the last one fell down. <laughs> but this is not an. Sorry, sorry. The it was used to, you know, remove the first all the rubble. One. But <laughs> the you know, practice, the practice round. We we're gonna do it again. On the your contract round. says you need to provide us the same amount of money again. Yeah, that's right. So I, I thought it was shady, but whatever. Did you see Jordan Skrinko put up a tweet this week about uh, a developer in Barrie who put out a notice to the clients, basically like the site's gone under. We, we can't get our financing. Sorry. Uh, and then uh, there was an update to the tweet. It was like, now the developer has decided that if you pay an extra hundred grand, uh, you can keep the unit. And it was this because of material costs. No, like townhouses in Barrie. Okay. Yeah. The developer goes under because material costs went up too much. Profitability disappeared. Bank wouldn't finance it. And the idea was, well, you know what? Like, give us another hundred grand each, and then we can get our financing and, and we can go. And I it was like. That's what oh, we talked about on the show with him. 
is it legal? Is that legal to do that? And you say, oh. hey, that's extortion, no? Well, if you don't give us another hundred grand, basically what's going to happen is your deposit will be tied up for a while as this thing go, works its way through the courts. Maybe mm. somebody's going to buy it and um, honor your deposit. <laughs> no also, chance, if it's a freehold right? townhouse, right? If there's a free, if it's a freehold count- townhouse, the, the deposit's not insured. Condominium oh. Act makes uh, pre-construction condos those those condo those deposits are insured. But no, twenty five thousand of it is insured by Terion or some crap. Well, again, not the full deposit always, right? Oh, but, um, what a nightmare! What's uh, what's the uh, the point here? Okay, a few more minutes. So, contracts. When you're dealing with resale, right? There are fifteen Ontario Real Estate Association lawyers who are all sitting around a table over the years and have drafted up this agreement that has got all these terms and conditions that you know about that are clear that other lawyers understand. And when you enter into an agreement, it's pretty clear, and the courts view it that way. With pre-construction on builders' forms, anything goes. You don't know what's in those forms. That's why they're 37 pages with 18 addendums, right? Yeah, but hold on a sec. On a on a normal, well, maybe on a typical residential offer, there won't be too much added to the offer. Okay. Good. Like how many offers do you just on put a resale? In like one on schedule A. A, a rea form. Yeah. Schedule yeah. A. That one, says schedule, what? one page, one page schedule. A pay the balance condition on this, clean out, try the house, and get a condition. couple more visits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that makes but on a sense. builder's form, right on a builder's form. So when you're saying, is that, legal, Oh, it's a mess. Yeah. Maybe it's in the, maybe it's in the contract. It's in the contract for sure. Who the right. hell pay when you're paying, first of all, most people, when they're paying, especially entry level, you think a lawyer looks at the offer? No. Never. They look I, for two things. Um, they look for uh, development charges and assignment clause. Mm. That's it. They come back to you and say, yeah, 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 yeah. Development charges are capped at this and your assignment fee is this and you're allowed to do it. Because I've had so many people go back now uh, when they get their lawyers to look at it, right? They go back to their lawyer a couple of years later and say, hey, you know what? I'm having issues with the assignment or I'm having issues with this or having, and the lawyer then reviews, Oh, well, guess what? This is what it says in regards to that. And they're like, well, how come you never told me? Because it was 37 pages and the guy's making, you know, 200 bucks. Right. And he's yeah. skimming through it to be able to look at it. And you know, why, why, why is he going to go and, and look at that entire contract in detail? Well, um, he knows it's heavily in favor of the developer. And yeah. generally, especially in a super hot market, like, if you don't adhere to our terms, you don't get the condo. Yeah. There's, a, there's 18 people behind you that want to hand in that piece of paper too, that yeah. aren't changing anything. Exactly. It's the same as, re- it, this is all craziness. It is crazy. It's it crazy. is crazy. It is busy. And I can't imagine how something outside could affect this, but I have seen it firsthand. Mm-hmm. All signals point up right now. If I was one of those like buy sell meters, I would yeah. be buy 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 buy. Everything's great. Bye bye bye. But oh <laughs> shit, man! There's a lot of stuff out there right so now. So you're just you're just on the buy. You're all the way on the buy still right now. I think so. I mean, we're trying to buy stuff. <laughs> 
Is there something you know I don't so know? There, so, so this yesterday? meter of yours has this meter ever moved, or is it just is it just like is it just like buy or s- buy sell wait? Is there only three stages on this meter, or is no, there some varying degree of buy? No, there's just varying degree of buy. There's buy without <laughs> fear, and there's buy with moderate fear, and there's, there's no wait. buy scared. There's no wait your... and see. There's no sell. It's just like there's just a lot of buying action, and sometimes I'm buying with more fear than other times. Yeah. My my uncle slash cousin, the real estate mogul of Toronto. Mm-hmm. When I asked him, every time I've gone to his office and asked him, like, "What are you doing right now?" Yeah, it has always been, "I'm buying." Yeah, always. Yeah. There was never a period where he's like, "I think now's the right time to just sit on the sidelines." Yeah, he's like, "I can get money. I'm buying." Some guys can't get money. That's the only reason they're not buying. That's, they're not, that's why they're not buying. Yeah. Right. That's why deals fall apart. Not Where because of anything else. They can't get the money. The buyer the always money. wants it. There's always right. the guy at, at, who's running the deal, who stands to make money one way or another if the deal goes through, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. And if the money, and the money was there, then they could buy and they could wait long enough until the money makes sense. But the issue uh, revolves around the money, right? It's either the money's not ready to buy at all, or the money's saying, if we do buy, we're going to have to hold it too long and the returns aren't very good. Therefore, we're not going to buy. When right? I started in this business, in the development end of the business, all the guys that I learned from told me, you got to find the land. You got to find the land. The money will come if you find the land. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those guys, they found the land and they got fucked out of the deal or they got fucked out of their fees or, you know, it didn't go as well for them as they thought, because guess what? They didn't have the money. They had the deal. And so what I noticed right away is, you know what you really need? You need the land and the money at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) That just makes things easier, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then you get to do the fucking. Anyways, you have a wonderful birthday, Mr. TK. Thank you very much. What a what a lucky guy. 36. That's great. I wish I was 36 again. I'm turning you 46. Be you, you can be. I'm going to pretend I'm TK. Ooh, that's what we should do. When we do it in, in VR, yeah. my avatar should be you and you should be yeah. me. And we should act Perfect. like each other. That would be Perfect. funny. Yeah. Well, you, you enjoy the rest of your birthday, sir. Pleasure as much. always. I don't Likewise. know what we talked about. No clue what the title of this one should be. We'll but... be here again next week to do the same thing. Yes, with a guest. Yeah. No? Well, let's do a let's do one of those real like, you know, down like uh, thumbnails, you know, one of those like real like market changing. Is fucked it's up. time to sell. Time to sell everything. Get <laughs> Meanwhile, out, all get we out. talked about was it's time to buy. But buy, buy, buy. Bye, bye, bye. Sell, 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 sell. <laughs>